Friday email geeks. I am here with Meredith and Ben Philibaum from Bidico.com. I love these folks. I've gotten to know them over the last, I guess maybe it's been like two months, three months, something like that. You know, it's like a, a COVID romance we've got going on or something like that because it's about the same amount of time. This episode is sponsored by Influence. From subject lines to pre-header text, call to action button placement, email content, header images, and more, you can test up to five versions of an email with the Influence Marketing Platform. Get a demo at the link below. I found you all through an ad, so I know that the work you do as digital advertising is working, and I've just really enjoyed getting to know you all and what you're doing. So when I asked if we could talk about the relationship between email and advertising, we all jumped on it. So welcome to Feedback Friday, where we're going to talk about email and advertising today. I'm really grateful to have you here. Thank you for having us. It's an honor to be here. been followers and admirers of uh, really good emails for years, years for sure. So very cool to be on here with you. Did we agree on the amount that I was going to pay you to say that? I can't remember if we <laughs> talked about that. It was a lot, if I remember, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let's add a comma. Oh, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Well, yeah, it's super fun to have you all here. And I would love to dive right in and we'll use this email and advertising setup between these two emails and two ads as a way of getting also to know Bidico a little bit. So why don't we start here with this Supergoop sunscreen myth busting email. Tell me a little bit about what you think is working effectively and then intermittently, just let me know when you want to jump over to the ad and we'll walk through that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Ben, do you want me to start? Yeah, go for it. Okay, perfect. So Supergoop is one of my favorite brands. Just a quick backstory. They really are a very innovative DTC brand that has kind of melded sun sunscreen and skincare. And so one of the big things that we always talk with our work is how do we get people to push over the edge? How do we get someone to click, to buy, whatever? And usually we will turn to pain points or objections that our future potential customers have and how can we squash those super quick? And so we thought that this email was just such a great living, breathing example of how to squash objections super quick. So you see, you know, they take three of kind of the most popular ones, and then not only do they tell you why it's not true, but they then suggest a product. So it's showcasing their product catalog. It helps tell customers what to buy. We always say that like, don't assume that your customer knows what to do or knows what to pick. They like to be led. So I thought it was a really beautiful way of kind of making it really content-based, mm -hmm. informative, but also very suggestive. Yep. So I don't know if you've seen. Yeah, I think as far as just the objection busting and that's kind of our main focus, mm -hmm. especially on the ad side, it's more so like retargeting, you know, someone's been to your site, you know, 97% of them aren't going to buy. Why not? Most likely they had some hesitation, they had some concern, some question on their mind that wasn't answered. So yeah, this whole email, I think just does a really great job of not just hitting just one objection, but, but multiple. Yeah, it's such an interesting framework. I love this way that they go from, you know, myth, busted, shop it, myth, busted, shop it. 
myth busted shop it. You know, like what a cool style of dealing with that challenge. In fact, I, it's even product myth busted shop it, product myth, myth busted shop it. And, you know, some nice overlays, some things that are working well. One of the things from a design perspective that I think is, is so effective is in this myth busting work that they're, they're doing, or really, uh, I think objection busting, which I, I appreciate the way you said that, is they're using a very limited palette of typography and color so that that doesn't get in the way of the content. So often people have emails that are too busy. I've never seen an email that's too simple. <laughs> I, I yeah. just haven't, yeah. you know, like it's, it just doesn't exist. I mean, maybe somebody said, you know, hello, and that was it. And like, that's the end, you know, hello world. <laughs> yeah. Okay, too, too, too simple. simple. No CTA, I hope it works, <laughs> uh, but I, have, I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen it. Maybe we, <laughs> Maybe really good emails should try one. But in the meantime, you know, being able to use this yellow and call out these headings, just a fantastic, fantastic job of really highlighting, literally highlighting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. myth, <laughs> busted, you know, and, and this highlighter style of heading. The only thing that is a little weird to me, and I, I guarantee you that 99% of people don't see it and don't even pay attention, is it's a little weird to me that you have a typography here that is this really elegant stuff that fits really well with the brand. And then under busted, it's a different uh, type style, but it's the same size. So generally speaking, as a design best practice, do not do this. Do not take very, very similar visual aesthetics here with only one difference of, you know, like it's serif and sans serif. Instead, what they could have done would be to have a smaller typeface here and then utilize that with maybe gray, maybe make the text just a little lighter, like create a little more difference. So it's a little bit like question, answer, or keep it the same, you know, just let it be the same. And it would have worked probably just fine. So I think that's the only thing you know, that I can really think of that that isn't working. You know, two other things. Okay, I, I have to live up to my picky asshole behavior here. So one of the things that I would love to see in these emails, and we can jump over to the next one here in a minute, but is one is, especially in a simple email like this, it would be great to see some interactivity on a button. Yeah. yeah. And that's doable these days. And it's easy to degrade down for, you know, older browser or older email clients like Outlook. And it's so much more effective to help people feel like they know what to click. Now that said, the buttons are very obvious and I really like it. You know, they really connect, right? But the other issue that ties in with this is these two emails that we're going to look at if they had sent this off to uh, email bakery or to uplers or some of the really high quality developers out there, they could have had this developed in a way that then they can multivariate test with different type. They can, you know, have it flex for mobile a lot more smoothly, you know, and look at some different opportunities here. So the text is okay and it works, you know, like at least on the mobile, I can view it. It's big enough, but live text is the future. And I haven't looked at the alt text on this, but generally speaking, people don't take the time to really deliver high quality alt text on, you know, an element like this. And I think that's problematic. So I, I'd all, I always talk about 
uh, live text being something we'd like to see more of, but everything else in this email is working really, really effectively. One thing I think would be interesting, and, and you all probably know a little bit more about Supergroup maybe than I do because you found these, but I, I think they've probably got more than three products. Is yes. that right? Yes. Oh yeah, a lot. So, right. So I would expect, why not go ahead and show shop all products or something to get us into something a little more. Now that said, they may have done some testing and found out that it was more effective to just focus on three, but I would love to know data around that. <laughs> so let's jump over to the next email and, and talk through it because it's a little different. What do you all think is working here and what draws your eyes out? And then we'll jump over to the advertising that connects to both of these. Perfect. I think that one thing that really stood out for me within this email is that they're embracing the idea of UGC, so user-generated content. And this is something within ads that we really, really encourage brands to seek out, to secure, and then to utilize it. We're constantly using UGC within ads and we see like a huge, huge response in terms of clicks and and purchases through that type of creative. And so to see it utilized in an email felt a little uncommon in a really good way. Mm -hmm. There was something, you know, obviously the UGC just from looking at the photo, we always say like, you know, you don't want to be using user generated content that's low lighting and looks generally just not attractive and good. You want like a pretty picture that feels authentic, that represents the brand. And she is literally glowing, which (laughs) (laughs) she is literally glowing. (laughs) And I thought it was really fun too, that they kind of tied in that cute icon, that little doodle Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of reminiscent of the emoji, you know, that kind of like glimmer, shimmer emoji. Yeah. And you all, I've on your video recently, I noticed you talked about this and the addition of this to this email adds so much, even though it's a tiny detail, because otherwise it feels fairly like, you know, it's just a, a photo dropped into kind of a, you know, a canvas image here or a canvas kind of background. But this little detail adds this really nice little doodad finesse that breaks the border and just makes it feel a little more customized and and handmade, like you sense personality coming through in it. And it really is effective. Yeah. And kind of just to piggyback off that, it just feels super friendly, which is really the tone and the feel of their brand. And so constantly thinking about, you know, in ads, like what is the tone and the feel? of your brand, what are you trying to communicate? And mostly like, what do you want future potential customers or current customers to walk away feeling? And that is perfect. Like you see that and you're like, oh, that's really, that's cute. (laughs) Which for Supergoop is totally their vibe. And then I think, again, like Supergoop does such a great job of taking content and turning it into an experience for customers. Do you think that this is, I mean, you're probably about to say, I'm fascinated by this. So do you think that this is content that they went out and did some surveys or maybe in their user uh, journey, they've gathered some of this information and the sense is these are tied, although they might not be. And this might not even be 
a user-generated content, but it sure feels like it is, right? right? And it's so effective. They they never say anywhere that it is. So But I'm true. like, oh yeah, cool. That's, and now, okay, I'm gonna get geeky here for a minute. So one of the, there's a great, great book called Understanding Comics, which is whenever anybody's like, hey, what books do you recommend for design? Oh, Understanding Comics by Scott McCloud. And they're, they look at me like, are you cuckoo? I didn't say <laughs> comics, you turd. No, just listen to me. It's all about abstraction. It's all about understanding the visual language, right? So actually, it's sort of funny. This is a perfect example. This is a disc with lines around it and an arc within it and a color. That's all it is. But through symbolism, we understand it's a smiling sun. That's freaking cool. Like that's how the brain works, right? Well, this is also an abstraction in the same way that like we can watch Homer Simpson and really relate to his stupidity because we go, oh, I'm stupid like that sometimes. In the same way we go, we like put ourselves into this little written setup. Oh yeah, my skin is an investment too. Oh, huh, what's this unseen sunscreen, SPF 40? Ooh, I like smooth. I want to look dewy, <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> and, and But it sounds awesome, you know? So, like, it's just a fascinating abstraction. Like, I'm able to get myself in there. Whereas sometimes when I look at fashion advertising, the advertising is so not me, so other. Now, I, that does a different job, right? It creates FOMO. And I'm not a fan of FOMO. And so I disagree with some of those ethics. But this doesn't feel like FOMO to me. This feels like empathy. This feels like connection. So it's interesting. Does that does that connect for you all? I, I feel like sometimes I'm cuckoo on some no, of this stuff. No, but... 100%. And I think what's really cool is we're constantly talking about how do you put your product in context? And this whole Mad Lib is almost this like sneaky way to contextualize it for whomever is reading it without having to be super obvious. So usually, you know, within text, if you're going to try and use text within context, you're going to have to ask a question. So it would be like, why do you wear sunscreen? You know, and then the mind, you know, unconsciously answers it. Or what do you want your skin to feel? But what's cool is that like we're all so familiar from childhood doing Mad Libs. We know what that fill in the blank means. <laughs> so that's a great. Yeah, I had forgotten. Like you said, Mad Lib, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's really kind of fun. And I think what you were saying earlier too. You know, I do sometimes hate the idea that advertising and whatnot is a little bit of smoke and mirrors, but at the same time, it works so beautifully. It could be Jessie, the woman who's featured. Maybe she's filled this out. It could be someone on the team. It could be from, yeah. <laughs> from surveys, but it doesn't necessarily matter. Here's one thing that I do think is interesting, though. I just thought of it based on what you just said, is that I make an assumption that it is Jessie. And if she were not up here, I would be like, what is this? It wouldn't feel contextually connecting to me. Now, if there was a user quote, maybe, but there's a really good tie-in from Jesse being up here to this that they almost need each other. They're symbiotic in some way. Does that does that feel that way to you all as well? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. 
definitely. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, let's jump over and let's let's talk a little bit about these ads here. I'm going to close these windows and sort of focus. But tell me a little bit about how you see these performing. And let me hit play here so we can watch it do its magic. But what what's working in this ad and, and what how does it tie in for you? Perfect. I'll talk about the creative and then you can kind of talk about the back end. Yeah, yeah. One thing that we know works consistently across the board, no matter what, is press. And so we're constantly telling clients and just people within the industry, don't abandon your press efforts because a really great headline or sentence from any type of publication can just really make a difference in your campaigns. And specifically, you know, your social proof. Absolutely. You're calling it out in the creative. What we really love is that this is really going and playing into that myth-busting objection buster. So everybody who is a sunscreen fan or, or wearer knows that zinc sunscreen is a total beast. It's almost impossible to rub in. You know, you look like a snowman. So <laughs> the beauty of this is that, like, this is really a revolutionary product. And it's this, like, double whammy. They have this incredible press quote that describes exactly why this is better than traditional zinc sunscreen. So this is super interesting. I'm actually about to redesign my own website. And this is very affirming. I'm taking a different tack. And I'm basically going to build the site off of testimonials and quotes. And that's going to be the entire center of the site. It's it's just sort of a personal site. I haven't done a personal site in years. And I'm basically wanting to build it off of what other people are saying about their experiences working with Matthew Smith rather than what I say, because it's so much more informative and you take it at a different level. It's when you talk about yourself, it borders on narcissism, you know, especially when you're like, let me tell you about me. Oh, enough about me. What do you think about me? You know, like all that kind of stuff. But it's so powerful to hear what other people's experiences are that do the objection busting. I love that. No, absolutely. And I think, yeah, kind of like coming up with those ahead of time and trying to read your your customer's mind. So for you and the design side, maybe it's, you know, a lot of times when people see that first quote, it's like, oh my gosh, he's pretty expensive. But if the testimonial is a, first I thought they were really expensive, but after getting the work, oh my gosh, it was so worth it. Then, you know, someone sees that on your site and it's immediately like reframes that whole, whole thing in their mind. God, so interesting. I'm getting so many ideas from this episode, y'all. I'm having a lot of fun. This is great. All right, let's look at this one here. So this uh, goes after that user-generated content again. Yeah, absolutely. And I can probably almost guarantee that this is maybe somebody on their team. So something that we are constantly encouraging anybody who wants who wants to listen <laughs> is that like UGC <laughs> doesn't necessarily have to be a customer. Mm-hmm. Again, you you know don't want to start only <laughs> pulling testimonials and quotes from the people that work for your product, but a beautiful video that's well lit is super, super valuable. And sometimes that can be really, really like pulling teeth to get from a customer or, you know, specifically an influencer that can get expensive. So an easy way to kind of work around that is to have somebody that is a friend or somebody who works on the team to kind of film something that feels very natural, filming it on an iPhone. We are constantly talking about the difference between studio footage and kind of that raw, cut, dirty iPhone 
shot. And clients are always so shocked to know that like a really kind of rough and dirty iPhone video can outperform, you know, the $30,000, $50,000 studio video shoot. And so really kind of encouraging people to go for it. And as long as you're not mixing and matching styles. And what I mean is sometimes you can get into that habit that like, if it's going to look kind of native, which is what we call it native to the platform, it should kind of almost a hundred percent feel native. So wanting, I think, you know, looking at this ad and looking at what they decided to do with the captions, that's the perfect example. They could have branded that. They could have made it look a lot more yeah. like, like Super the last, Like the last ad, how they did the text treatment, yeah. Yeah, but they chose to do it how you would kind of see it on Instagram, how an influencer would do captions. TikTok or something. Yeah, yeah. that like kind of look, you know, just generic. And then they kind of tie it in at the end with that ending logo CTA screen, which is something we always encourage anybody who's doing an ad to do. Yeah. So interesting. I love it. I feel like I'm learning a bunch. One of the things that it projects is this quality of authenticity, right? Like there's a, a suspicion that comes in from brands because we're so used to seeing brands. Now, what'll be interesting is in another three or four years, there'll probably be some suspicion around user-generated content as well. Probably. And it'll be, <laughs> right, it'll be fascinating to see how we continue to evolve, you know. I just, I think that the authenticity that comes with something like this, and I think at an ethics level, you know, we want to be careful about what we do. Like, there's nothing in this that feels inauthentic or feels unreal, right? Like, they, this is a, a real person really using this actual product, presumably. And that feels great. And she, you know, she is a good looking person, but not like an absurdly good looking person or something like that. And I think there's an interesting quality there. Also appreciate that she's a person of color. That's nice to see here. I think what could have made this a problem would have been if they had put a testimonial that wasn't hers to it. Mm -hmm. So I think what makes it feel really kind of walking the line and and still okay is that they are not putting somebody else's testimonial over her footage. So rather, they're just kind of giving us a rundown of what the product does really just quickly rather than saying like, oh my God, this was the best sunscreen I've ever put on my skin, you know, and then they like leave off who actually said that. So I think, and again, too, it like, it kind of tricks you because there's no sound to this video. And you're thinking that maybe there should be some voiceover or whatnot. So again, it's just kind of this mind trick. Do you all ever go and watch like the director overview of a cool movie you love? Oh, it's been a long time, but I know what you're talking but you've, about. You've, you've done it, right? One of my things that I absolutely hate is like, I love the Coen brothers and you'll watch like, how did they make the big Lebowski? And they're, they're in this incredible scene and they're like, I don't know. Do you remember how this came together? It's just sort of weird. I guess it just sort of happened. That was accidental. And you're like, what? You didn't even intend that? And it's, I feel like we're kind of doing that. Like we're, we're going to, you know, someday hear from the creative director. Here, oh, that's cool that it worked that way. Uh, we kind of did that on accident. <laughs> but I just, I love these insights. I think you all are really drawing out some fantastic little tidbits. One of the things that we do on our Feedback Friday episodes is we actually write everything out in a transcript. So it'll be fun to have this written out and people be able to read it as well. And we can drop in other examples if you want. But this is great 
I feel like we've learned so much, but you know, I just, I really think there's so much to be learned from the experience of all of these together. Just really impressed. And what an interesting little case study that we can all learn a lot from. I think one of the next things that I'm excited about with my team on our team on uh, really good emails is we use a tool called Nifty Images and and enjoy working with them. And there's some other players that do something you know similar, but it, it's the ability to actually take a uh, an image like this and and actually use content from the user in this experience. So you you can use, it's a Photoshop file, and then it takes data from the user database. And then you can set specific, like, let's put my skin is an investment into this part of the image as a field, etc. If you follow our emails for a while, you'll see that we do some of these things. Like recently, we did one for the Tiger King, uh, that whole series. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. And it was so great. What a and, ride. Um, oh, yeah. Like, I haven't even watched it, and I'm like, I know what's happening, and it was so cool. We came up with, like, different names for people. And we've done things where we've come up with names like uh, rapper names or those kinds of things. But you could see how this idea would be an interesting way of – using Mad Libs to do something fun and interesting. And just to push our our listeners and our users to think a little differently, like there's, this is a very achievable email. This is not hard, right? Like that's one of the things that I think is really wicked cool about this is these are not absurd ideas, right? Like if you get to know your users, you can know their objections and then go after that, right? I think that's fascinating. I, I really appreciate the insights you all have delivered. Is there anything else you want to end on? Any uh, special note here that feels like an appropriate last word on these emails or ads? No, I don't think so. I think this is fun to kind of blend the the two worlds of the email and the ad side and kind of parallels between, between the two. Cool. I love it. Well, you know, I'm going to be a dad here and I'm going to finish with a little dad joke. I, I oh, know I love that it. <laughs> re- really good emails users, there's half of them that are going to snicker with me and then half that will probably vomit and unsubscribe. But uh, <laughs> why couldn't the bicycle stand up by itself? It was too tired. Oh. <laughs> I actually love that. That's a good one. So, so bad. I think I'm your audience for these jokes. I would come watch your (laughs) stand-up. Oh, my God. My girlfriend hates when I tell these jokes. She's like, you make yourself look so stupid. (laughs) It's like, but I love them. They're great. It's too funny. Well, I really appreciate you all. Thank you for your time here. Thank you for going through these awesome emails. I learned a lot today. I hope our uh, users did, too. Let's record another one soon. But everybody have a wonderful weekend. It's going to be beautiful out there on uh, Meredith and Ben's side. What are you all going to be doing this weekend? Oh, actually, we're going backpacking this weekend. Yeah. Hell yeah, you are. Where are you going? Get into the woods. We're going up to Sierra National Forest. So oh, trails, awesome. trails are open up there right now. So good social Sick. distancing activity, we figured, yeah. and get in nature. <laughs> Heck yeah, I love hearing that so much. I grew up backpacking and I'm an Eagle Scout and got all my nerdy, nerdy stuff done that way. So yeah, I love it. I grew up in Colorado, so a lot of hunting, fishing, backpacking, hiking, all that kind of stuff. It was awesome. Well, cool. Well, have an awesome weekend. Email geeks, stay safe out there. Black Lives Matter, we support it and we're for it. We're learning like a lot of our other community. 
and stay safe and healthy and COVID-free. We love you. Talk soon. Bye. Thanks again to Influence for sponsoring this episode. Book your demo with the link in the video description. Looking for more email inspiration? Get access to the world's best emails from the most successful companies. Up your email game by collecting, organizing, and sharing your favorite emails with your team.